Why is it so difficult for rookies to get acclimated to playing with Aaron Rodgers? Kaylin Kaler wrote a piece in The Athletic about at least one reason why it can be so tough. We talked to her on a bonus edition of Locked on Packers. You are Locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. As I mentioned, Kaylin Kaler on the show today from The Athletic. Um, She wrote a piece that got a lot of play about um, the receivers, the rookie receivers, and and what it's like, particularly as as it relates to Aaron Rodgers' hand signals, that this was the lens through which she told the story. I think it's a really interesting story. I think it's a great anecdote that helps us understand all of the information that it, it is required to play receiver in Green Bay and why it's taken Christian Watson a little while. Why even Romeo Dobbs, for as talented as we think he is, for as much as Aaron Rodgers loves him, um, that it has been a little bumpy. Of course, the injury has been a part of that too. So she offers some great insight. And so we'll get to that conversation in just a second before we do. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Tommy John. I mentioned that my wife put these on her Christmas gift list after um, I raved about mine. She bought some and loved them so much she wanted more. I don't know how I can give a better endorsement of this product than that. I got some. I liked them so much that she got some. She liked them so much she wanted more. And guess what? She's getting more. Don't tell her. She might be close enough to hear me. Don't tell her. Hurry to Tommy John's wrap it up sale and you can get 30% off everything plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. Order now so your gifts arrive by the holidays. 30% off plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. Joining me now from The Athletic, Kaylin Kaler. The article is called Signal Meetings and Aaron Rodgers' Little Death Stare, What It's Like for Packers Rookie Receivers. Kaylin, this is a story that I think people hooked onto one or two quotes and thought it was about something that, uh, frankly, I don't think it's about, but that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. So let's start at the very beginning. Why did you set out to write this story? What was the original thread for this? So the original thread was the performance of the rookie wide receivers um, through the, I would say the first, what was it? 10 weeks of the season. When did, was Dallas week 10? Um, Yeah. yeah, The first like 10 weeks of the season. Yes. There were injuries um, that you could blame things on, but uh, it stood out to two things stood out to me. One, their lack of production and the very obvious communication issues and drops and I mean, literally the season started with that massive, like first play of the season, that yeah. massive drop. So honestly, from literally the first play of the season, I was like, interesting. I'm going to keep an eye on this. Cause you know, obviously week one, first play. Okay. Let's see what happens, but didn't get better for a while. And I wanted to know why. And then also taking into account just the um, lack of production in general from rookies in that offense um, and always kind of wondering why that was and seeing that this year, when you just look at how much 
Rodgers had been trying, or LaFleur had been trying to get Watson and Dobbs involved in the offense. It was a lot more than we had seen from previous uh, Packers offenses. Like they've just never had to rely on the rookie wide receivers in that way. So those were all the things that kind of combined to make me want to look into this. So I started uh, reporting it before that. It might've been the week of right after that Dallas game or right before it, somewhere around that Dallas game. And then I was like, Oh shit. Like, (laughs) like I was like, of course, like now, you know, now Christian Watson is going to start playing well, like awesome. Uh, But I, but that's the lead of the story. The very first line of the story is Christian Watson almost ruined the story. I mean, I wanted to be upfront about it because like one of my editors was like, I don't know that any of this is relevant anymore. And I was like, it definitely is relevant, but it's just going to have to be packaged a little bit differently. And like, we need to admit that Christian Watson is really good and he's playing well now, but why did it, why wasn't he playing well earlier? I mean, there aren't that many receivers that are like a Justin Jefferson who can just hit the ground running and be great. Uh, you know, once you decide to start playing him, um, not everybody's that's that's a very rare player, but uh, you know, so yeah. So like all of those things combined. And I was like, this is still interesting to me because what I was hearing from um, the rookies that I was talking to, like Amari Rogers, like Kylan Hill, because I literally called those guys the day after they were released. Like, I think they were released the same day um, yeah. or like one after another or something like that. I called both of them the day after because I was like, okay, they're not there anymore. So now uh, maybe they'll have more to say and they have, they definitely have more time to be speaking to me. <laughs> um, so I called both of them the day after they were released and just kind of some of the details um, that they said about particularly the signal meetings is what really fascinated me. Um, and actually I had heard about that aspect of the offense about a couple months ago um, from another player who I was doing a completely different story on who had spent time in green Bay last season. And he said something to me about how difficult it was to learn the Packers offense because nobody teaches you certain things. And this player entered mid season there. So you know, he was kind of really coming in cold and was like trying to like learn all these signals and get up to date and up to speed. And the quote from Sammy Watkins, where he was like, if you're not 100% up to speed, like you, you are going to fail in this offense. So this other player had told me about the signals and I just kind of made a mental, mental note. That was like at some point in October. And I made like a mental note of that and was like, oh, that was really interesting. Like maybe that's why it's so hard to be a rookie in this offense. And so then I started talking to all these um, recent young players who had been there in that offense, like Kylan Hill and Amari Rogers and a couple of practice squad guys, a tight end and a receiver there. And they all were like, yeah, the signals were really difficult. Like none of them, none of them. Can we just back up a second? Cause yeah, I, yeah, sorry. Cause be, well, just because if you haven't read the piece, um, the signal part of this is like the central idea. And I think this is ultimately what the the story really is about, like taking this one example of why it is so hard to be a rookie with Aaron Rodgers because there's so much to learn. And part of the reason is Sammy Watkins has been in the league almost a decade and he's like, yeah, I still don't know like all of the things. So can you just explain the signal meeting part of this for people who haven't read the piece, go read the piece on The Athletic, but just for the purposes of our, our discussions, so people yes. aren't going like, what is she talking about? Yeah. Sorry. I got off on like a, no, no, it's okay. Today. You were rolling. I liked um, it. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. So the crux of this whole story is why is it hard to be a rookie in this offense? So one of the reasons it's hard is because there, so anyone who's watched Aaron Rodgers, you guys have all seen him do these things at the line of scrimmage 
right before a play, he does this many times per game. It's not every play. Like I, when I was at Bears Packers, um, their last game, I was specifically just watching Rogers to see how often he would do it. And I didn't actually like take a tally of, okay, this many uh, snaps out of this many is what he did. But like, it was regularly, I would say it was like every third or fourth yeah, play. That seems probably. right to me just anecdotally. Yeah. So he'll do stuff like the one finger swirl, um, arm behind the back, thumb pointed down. Um, there's one that the receivers do where they go like this and they hit their wrist, which I don't know what that means. Um, hitch. Uh, I did learn a hitch and a stick. Uh, hitch is thumbs up, stick is thumbs down. So Rogers is probably going to have to change those ones. Um, <laughs> sorry, Aaron, he may have to update those signals. Um, anyway, so he has this vast array of hand signals that he will do. And that's changing a route. It could signal a play concept, could signal something he's seeing in the defense It's changing something on the fly. So, um, that is, there's about 30 of those that he has and expects his receivers to know. And they don't teach them. This is, I've learned all of this from my conversations with the players who had been there. And I was told they don't really teach them until the regular season begins because they're making a bunch of cuts during camp. Right. They don't really want to give that information away too soon to guys who are going to go within the division. And um, I mean, guys are cut all the time. So like the meaning of his signals is definitely getting out, but they, they are trying to kind of, keep it contained as long as they can. So once the season begins, they'll start introducing these signals and, but they're never officially taught to the younger players. Like I they love this. This, I cannot believe down. this is the case, but I love it. Go yeah, ahead. They Sorry. don't like sit down as far as what I heard from multiple players, right? They're not sitting down and being like, all right, guys, this is this, this is this. Here's what right. this means. Like you just got to figure it out. Yeah. And like, I would think, I would think there would be like a film cut up being like, okay, here's Rogers doing all these different things. And now you can see what changed, but there isn't a cut up. Like, obviously if you're watching film, you can see him do the signal and then you can see what happens, but there isn't like a, um, you know, a cut up, like a teach tape. There's no teach tape for this. You can't search it in the iPad for the playbook. It's not written down anywhere. Jordan love. I was talking to him after the bears game and he was like, oh yeah, it's just in our brains. So the rookies, it was such a great quote. I was like, Jordan, that was amazing. So, and then he said, he's really the only one who would, who would ever even write it down. And he's not writing down the actual signal. He's writing down the call. He's writing down the word associated with the signal. So he'll write a list of those. And he's like, it's probably, he's, he described it as three columns on a sheet of paper. So 30 kind of seems right because it'd be like maybe 10, 10 and 10. But um, that's really the only like written record of this stuff. And he said, that's not for the receivers. That's only for the quarterbacks. And then right, the receivers said, don't get it. Right. And then he even said, especially not the young ones, which it's like, <laughs> what? Okay. So yeah. And, and the funny thing is, and that's why I think everyone's overreacting a little bit on Twitter um, to some of the story is uh, the guys that I talked to, they were all on the record and I don't think any of, none of them asked to go off the record because they just thought this was like normal. And they think like, no one was like saying, Oh, how dare Aaron have all these signals and how dare he call us up and quiz us. Like some of them were like, yeah, it was scary. Like we didn't look forward to it. Like it was, you know, it sucked, but like, nobody was like, this really was terrible for my mental health and my well-being And my you gave EQ the chance to say that too. You said yeah, like, did. how is it different from Chicago? He like he, he could have said like, yeah, this is much easier. And he didn't, he didn't. Right. 
So, so like they all, and that's kind of what's interesting to me is they just thought it was, this is just how it is. You know, like nobody was like how this is terrible. It was just like how it is. But anyways, that is a very difficult part because they are, this is something they're expected to know, but they have to kind of go out of their way to know it. And the veterans are helpful. They're not like turning a cold shoulder and being like, I will not teach you the signals. Like Randall is very helpful. All of the Alan Lazard is very helpful. All, you know, MBS when he was there, like all of the guys who had been in it will help the rookies, but it is on the rookies to ask for that help and to, to ask, okay, can you review this with me? Can we go over this? Um, yeah. So that is a really interesting part. And I just think it speaks to a larger, just kind of like culture there of like, um, we will help you, but you need to like figure it out. And this you know, and, and you brought up EQ and I think that was another uh, sort of chicken or the egg question that I had in this story that I asked a lot of different people. EQ is now in Chicago with Justin Fields, who is in his second season. So he's a very young quarterback. And I asked EQ, like, what is the difference between playing with Rogers, who at the time when he was there was a veteran, is even more of a veteran now. I asked him what the difference was. And he said, you know, with 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 Justin, he's able to actually have a conversation about the offense and, you know, do we like this route? Because Justin is also like learning the route. So like EQ was basically saying his voice, he has more of a voice in Chicago. And then I followed up and said, okay, is that a better learning environment for a young receiver? Because it is an interesting question. Like what's better for a rookie receiver? Is it better to be told exactly what you're supposed to do? to a T and okay, this is the exact thing that I need you to do. Or is it better to go somewhere where your quarterback is more open and flexible and willing to also work with you? Um, and so EQ was like, no, it doesn't matter. Like it's not about, he, he wouldn't say it was a better learning environment. Cause he was like, doesn't matter. Like whoever your quarterback is, if they're around for 10 or 15 years, like, or five years, like you have to do what they want you to do to get the ball. So he's like, right. it really doesn't matter. And Randall Cobb had like the same answer. I didn't put this in the story, but I asked him the same question. He was like, well, do you want to get the ball? Like, do you want the ball? Because he's like, when I went to Houston, when I went to Dallas, I had to learn how to play with two new quarterbacks. So it's kind of an interesting question, but nobody would actually say like, no, it's better for a rookie to be with a younger quarterback. Like nobody would say and, that. And remember too, this is the same equanimity St. Brown uh, who a couple of years ago um, was was going, well, Aaron Rodgers is telling me one thing and the OC is telling me another thing about this route. And if I want the ball, I got to do what Aaron says. So I have to I have right. to sort of parse all this stuff. Like ultimately, this is about what the quarterback wants and that makes it, um, you know, I, I think it, it can make it difficult at times. Um, all right, we're going to get to more with Kaylin in just a second, but before we do, this holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and more. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay or the perfect gift for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide at Total Wine. And with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price, love what you find, find what you love. Only at Total Wine and more, curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more, drink responsibly, and be 21. Also, thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories in sports, all the topics you need to hit, I hit them on Locked On Sports today. Come check it out. Um, 
the there's like a value judgment in this. I think people think that you went in with a value judgment in all of this. Um, and I don't know, I didn't, I personally did not read it that way. No. Um, but can you just sort of explain like you, once you came out of this, did you come out of it feeling like this is, this is a totally fine way for this to be handled or like, maybe they could be like, how, how did you come out of it feeling like yeah. in terms of process, Green Bay is handling this? I think there's definitely ways they could improve, um, specifically by maybe teaching things, <laughs> maybe by like actually teaching the signals and being a little bit more open with that information. That's probably an easy step. Um, I don't know that I really came to, I didn't really come to any conclusion. And that's why this story was like a little bit difficult for me to like wrap my brain around because I was like, okay, wait, now Christian Watson is playing well. What does any of this mean? Um, does any of this mean anything? But as I kind of said in my first answer, like it's still true that until now, until this season, because Devonte Adams left and because Alan Lazard was kind of injured and also is not really a number one receiver. Um, they never had to involve the rookies. So now that they have had to involve the rookies, we're seeing how hard it is sort of play out in front of our eyes in a way that we haven't really seen before. And Randall had a good quote about that. He was like, I literally played, he thought he played 10 snaps a game, but then I looked it up and it was like six. Yeah. Um, so he was like, yeah, I played like six snaps a game. And he had 25 catches. When rookie. I read that, I, I thought there's no way that can be true because it, you, it, you remember it being a lot more because he's been in our lives for, you know, he's been in the NFL now for 11 years. So just like, yeah, Randall Cobb's always, but no seven, like, I think it's, yeah, the, the number is something like 6.7 yeah. snaps, right? It's really low. And he yeah. was like, he was like, that's because I was not ready. Like I was not, he's like, Aaron was still, cause I asked him, was Aaron as detailed in, in your rookie year, which was Aaron's fourth year as a starter, I was like, was he as detailed as he is now? And he was like, oh yeah. And that's why I didn't play. So there's definitely something here about it's, I think the truth of the matter is it is much harder to be a rookie with a veteran quarterback. I think if you did this story with Tom Brady, it would probably be exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I was debating with an editor, like, okay, has there been an example of like a really like, is there an example of a um, veteran elite quarterback who was really instrumental for a rookie receiver? Like, I, I don't know. And that's also subjective because some guys have injuries. It's honestly like an impossible thing to like pull a stat about right. and like compare. But I do think the truth is it is a lot harder to be a rookie wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers than it is with Justin Fields or Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, you know what I mean? Um, Cause those guys are flexible. And I do think if you look at Kirk cousins and Je Justin Jefferson, yes, Justin Jefferson is an elite rare specimen, but I think Kirk is also from everything I've heard about him. Um, you know, he's still a veteran, but I think he's a little bit more open. I mean, he's not at the level of Aaron Rodgers where people are like, Oh, you know, Kirk Cousins is the greatest quarterback of all time. And like, he has a specific process and everything has to be this way. And like, you know, Kirk is not that guy. So I think if you ask Justin Jefferson, which I didn't interview him for this story, but I think if you were to go ask Justin Jefferson, he'd probably 
be open about like the process with Kirk and like you, this would be an interesting thing to ask him about of like, how, how was your working relationship with Kirk? Like, did he tell you exactly how he wanted you to do things or were you able to, you know, work with him? Was there like a back and forth dialogue? That would be really interesting. But I think, yeah, I think the major, the main point is that it's hard to be with a veteran who is very set in their ways and has seen a lot of things and it's experienced and wants things done the way that they want things done. Like that's always going to be harder than being paired with a uh, younger wide risk, uh, young, younger quarterback who is still in the learning process and is more open to that stuff. Well, it sounds like you have a great next story idea. Um, I, I look have to go to get Justin it. Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> well, when the Vikings, you know what, when the Vikings come to Chicago, I know what my locker room assignment is now. I think there you that's go. In, I think that's in, it might be the last game of the season. I think it is. Um, I'm racking my brain trying to think of an elite quarterback that had that like moment. Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. Yeah. Drew Brees if and you Michael Thomas. Kind of, if you kind of want to push the boundaries of great, like he's an all-time great, I guess. I I'm trying to think of like what Reggie Wayne looked like year one in Indianapolis. Like that might right, be right, right. one of those. It's tough. It's tough. Also, a lot of these guys haven't had also the, those super elite guys like Aaron Rodgers until Devontae Adams right. didn't really have a super elite receiver. Tom Brady, when he got one, Randy Moss, he was already established in the league. So they're just like, right. it's kind of hard to find those guys who are veterans with that premier player, mostly because right. if you have a good, great quarterback, exactly. you're, you're not, not picking position. in the top 15 to yeah. get one of those really you're good not receivers. in the position to draft the Justin Jefferson. Yeah. 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 So and that's why it's a chicken or the egg dilemma. Yeah. That we're like just never it's just worth chatting about, but we're never really gonna have like a definitive answer. I think guys come in more more ready than ever to play. Yeah. And and so that helps. And maybe we will start to see it more. But until then, we'll have we'll have to keep asking these questions. And maybe Aaron Rodgers will get some more rookies next year to play with, and we'll have more data points to try and figure this all out. Kaylin, thank you um, for writing the piece and um, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. All right. Thanks to Kaylin for joining the show. Great to talk to her. Um, it was it was a really interesting story. She talked to a ton of people. Romeo Dobbs, Equinemia St. Brown, Randall Cobb, um, Chris Blair. Um, and it was a lot. And I think it was a, an exhaustive piece. And I know that people have sort of latched on to one quote from Amari Rogers about Aaron Rodgers not being like super nice to him or whatever. That's not what the story is about. I, I encourage you to go read the story um, because it's just not what it's about. It's just not. So um, just just go go read it, please. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on was to explain the process behind it and what she found and, and you know, what it means. And so I think we, we got a chance to do that. We'll be back um, Monday. Like I said, we'll have a little bit of the show. Um, it's going to be dedicated to playoff previews. It's going to be a, a short episode Monday. So um, we'll make it easy. We'll make it easy. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on our YouTube page, you can do that. Locked on Packers, YouTube to stay. Locked on Packers. <laughs>